Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo to all you misfits, reprobates, outlaws, and renegades of the rubble. And welcome once again to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo, because Lord Hood said so. We're here with episode 113 edition on the second episode in the Halo series, whose title coincidentally is a fitting word to describe me butt booty naked in the shower, aka unbound! (laughs) Mental image for you guys. I'm your hosty host, Joshua Harkis, joined as always with your other host, my buddy, my pal, my friend, Brian Arvett. And here adding to the triple kill is none other than friend, patron, and lead singer of the Crisis Culture. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our show, our boy, Tony. Tony! Welcome, Tony. Thank you, thank you. It's awesome to be on here. It's a, it's an absolute honor. <laughs> no, the honor is ours, man. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Tony's been, ar- Tony's been around our community forever. He's an awesome dude. He's so positive. Puts a smile on my face. Uh, on our faces, uh, even like uh, I'm the smiling other day, right now. <laughs> the other day, Josh, I don't think I ever showed you, but the other day, t- maybe you sent it to Josh too. I don't remember, but uh, <laughs> Tony sent a p- uh, video of him on the tractor pulling that log. Did you see that, Josh? I don't know. I can't remember. No. I don't. And think I thought so. it was so funny. It was like a Lord of the Rings thing he did. I'll just have to sh- have you send okay. that to him or, or show him, uh, Tony. But um, I showed it to Erica, and she started laughing and like. And it's funny because, like, Erica gets, like, little tidbits of, like, people in our community just through me. And, like, uh, she knows Tony is, like, the really good, like, really good singer who's, like, funny. And she knows who Tony is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tony, how how long have you... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just go ahead. Go say ahead. with the tractor thing, it's just too funny. I'm kind of known for being tractor Tony around uh, the local area, and I'm always talking about it. I have fun on it. It's, I'm like a little kid with that thing. It's a giant toy. Look yeah, like it. And uh, yeah, even like in corporate it. meetings, like at my old job and stuff, they would be like, "How's your tractor, Tony?" Because <laughs> I talked about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that great. tractor Tony. I, I like that. I feel, like, I feel like there's. A, I feel like Josh could do like a could make like a tractor Tony song out of like the Tony the Tiger. Like, hey tractor Tony, <laughs> like the things you do. Oh yeah, I need to do that. I need to do some more jingles. It's been, it's yeah. been a minute. So yeah, no, no, no um, that's great. Tony, when did you first uh, like discover us? I can't remember. It feels like you've just been here forever. I know yeah, that's what I was gonna, be- like. When did you first come into community? It's, it's. I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to think back. It's been years and years now. Uh. I, it was around the 2020 yeah. reveal, maybe? It was, it was, was like a couple months before that. 
Yeah, I kind of yeah. slowly. Oh, didn't Tony? Tony, you did the you did the whole like Halo means to me thing, didn't you? That was a long time. The Halo means where we we sent a video of what Halo what Halo means to oh, you. Oh, Halo that means. Where you sent yes, a video yeah. in. Okay. Yeah, That's that was very, like wow. that was our That's first like back. that was our first six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was right before That's the, cool. the Halo reveal. Very cool. Wow, very That's cool. amazing. Okay, well today, guys, we're going to talk about uh, the second episode of the Halo, Halo uh, television series, the Haley tele- the television, the Haley Eminem's uh, uh, daughter TV <laughs> series on Paramount Plus. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. If Paramount Plus's like lead up like secondary program was like a a, a show from Eminem's daughter, I could believe that. <laughs> um, it's like those um, what is it? When you go to Redbox and you see like the direct to DVD like knockoff versions of like Disney films instead of Frozen, oh, yeah. it's like real cold or no? What yeah, is it? there was like a I don't know. They got some terrible names for certain movies out there. Frostbite. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Frostbite sounds. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a. Disney horror film, yeah. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let it, it's like like frostbite. Like let it go is referring to like your finger falling off. I'm pretty sure off. there was one for Brave that was called Braver, and that just tickled oh. me pink, dude. <laughs> Even braver than Brave, Disney sucks. Yeah. They're like we're uh, better. And the next one will be so uh, episode two. Braver, yeah, braver. <laughs> yeah like dumb, complete dumber. the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, this title of this episode is Unabound. Is that right? Josh. Unbound. Oh, un- un- I keep unabound. No, that. I love it. Unabound. 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 Unabashed is the unabound. It's unbound. Uh, the like Haley television series. Ep- is, I, I feel like Unbound is a, a, a soundtrack title for one of the Halo games. Maybe Halo 4? Oh, it might yeah, be. I it see sounds that. familiar. It might that. be. Yeah. Unbound. Okay, so Tony, let's just go. Let's get right into it. Pass it over to you. What are your thoughts on this episode as a whole? Good, bad, did you like it? Unbound. Yeah, the first thing uh, that came to mind when the show started to, to settle in and got to the intro, I was just like, okay, we're going we're going here with it. So um, it, I liked the pace. That was the first thing I thought. I really liked the pace of it. I liked how they kind of settled down yep. a little more. Um, got to hear some, some awesome um, dialogue, especially between... Uh, Chief and and uh, Quan when they were in slip space that first early scene that was really cool. Yeah, I like their camaraderie. I feel Me like too. they've they've got it together like in a similar way to um, the pilot and Chief in Halo Infinite. I feel like they've got a similar kind of. I mean, it's not like one to one, but you can see the similarities of like you know somebody who's kind of out of their element with like stoic Marine who knows everything, hero of the universe. Yeah, yeah, I um, feel like... Uh, so what did you think of that flashback, Tony? That kind of threw me off. I was surprised by that. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I was surprised by that, too. I was like, oh, they're going to go through multiple stages of Chief's life, which is really cool because not only do you get a chance to see some uh, some other actors on the show, right? It mixes it up a bit, but you get to see, you know, how Chief started a little earlier in the in the program. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it set a lot up, especially when he was talking to Sora and he got some feeling a big backstory there that they need to unpack which is exciting yeah his hand being all like mauled kind of like yeah. like dude that was awesome looking when that and he held that up on my dad my dad was like oh shit yeah <laughs> that was well done what's well, another good example of like that's another good example of like showing uh how screwed up the spartan program was because we yeah. read in the book you know like way a long time ago like Oh, some people got so screwed up by the augmentations they died, but other people got so screwed up that they were just deformed or couldn't move. 
And that's basically what happened to Soren is his arm was the penalty for yeah. being subjected yeah. to and, the augmentation. And he said it, he was like, he directly blames Halsey. So that connection is there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, for what did you think of the episode as a, like? I kind of agree. Like, I liked the pacing. It was it slowed down and it kind of like let characters breathe a bit and like let us see more of the universe. But uh, like, what did you feel about the episode as a whole? And then like, did you like it as much as the first? Was it better or worse than the second? Yeah, I liked. It, first I actually liked it more than the first because um, I I just knew that the first was going to come out wanting to impress, right? To catch people right away and have all the action and. Um, yeah, I, I like to settle down. I like, I'm, I like Star Trek: Next Generation. You know, all kinds of sci-fi. Uh, SG One. That's another one of my favorites that I binge on. And um, so, I kind of came in. I know you're not supposed to have expectations, but I did kind of come in expecting that it should. It's a sci-fi. It's a classic sci-fi. You know, scenario. Halo is so sci-fi. Right. So um, I'm fully expecting that kind of little funny right has moments of horror terror all the the whole spectrum of feelings and um uh something you can just kind of either drink a beer and watch or drink coffee and watch so and, and that episode no, there was definitely times. like that like i wanted to watch it over and over because it was there was a lot in there and it was slower paced yeah. i liked i liked that too i feel like the first episode was kind of like we got to try to kick things off with a bang to not only like show what we can do but then also for the new people checking it out who've never seen halo let's show what we can do let's show what we're about and then then the second episode is like okay you guys are coming back okay now we can slow it down and tell the story we want to tell i i was this was my favorite out of the two too and i definitely got every time i see like fleet com stuff i get super star trek vibes yeah super star trek vibes just in the design i love it i love it Yeah, i actually agree with you guys i like the second episode better and what's kind of crazy is my like the biggest perceived negative of this show to me is also like increasingly the biggest positive, right? Because like I think as longtime Halo fans, we just wanted to see, okay, I want to see like Chief get abducted, and I want to see him go through boot camp, and I want to see him introduced to Cortana and Blue Team, and then Reach gets glassed and Halo. Like you wanna, in theory, before this show was unveiled, what you just wanted was the books and games told one for one on screen. Um, and then they pretty much, you know, they, they nipped that in the bud like a couple years ago and were like, hey, this is going to be different. It's not going to follow the same stuff, different interpretations, silver timeline. And that upset a lot of people. But what I'm loving so much is I'm watching this show and I just feel like I have no idea what to expect or where it's going to yep. go or what it's going to do. Exactly, and it, yeah. feel, it feels like a new experience to me. Like, I feel like I get to be like, for instance, uh, Josh's dad. I feel like I really get to be in the same uh, same position as him because I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Like this whole uh, like crater planet area town they visited in this episode, right. and meeting Soren, who I knew pretty much nothing about, and um, uh, just the whole uh, Soren and his wife, and and the uh, <laughs> when I saw his would, wife, I was like, this feels like closer to Mass Effect than Halo, and I was yeah, like, it was Man, just I- so different. Yeah, and, like but that's the thing is like I'm more interested, right? Because I feel like if this was if they said they were going to keep this lined up with the games and books, this is what would happen. I'd be I'd be more excited to start, and then I would be judging everything yep. they did really severely because yep. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, good, good, good. Oh, this one character, he wasn't. He was supposed to be short in the books, or I'd be like, oh, 
Fred actually didn't say that. That was actually Kelly. Like, I would be really caught up on the nit- nitpick stuff. But um, actually. Yeah. So, like, it would have more, almost more opportunity to dis- disappoint me if it was trying to follow it. But since it's not, I'm just like, okay, anything goes. And I'm also, like, really loving, like, Pablo as chief with his helmet off and his suit. Even his suit off in this episode kind of gets some Commander Shepard Shepherd vibe. That's a together. good topic. Tony, What did? how did you feel... Because I saw a lot of people out there, they were like, okay, when he showed his face off in the first one, there was like mixed reactions. But I think most most people seem to be okay. And then this episode, he's got it off like about 90% of the time. How did you feel about that? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It, it. When he took the helmet off in the first episode, I was relieved because I was like, uh-oh, they aren't going to have them talk in suit for like the entire season and then have him take his helmet off because that would just be... I wasn't feeling it, right? It was I was having a hard time mm-hmm. getting comfortable seeing them talk in suit when it's not CGI. And, um, you know, yeah. it's hard to pull that off. That's like extremely, it would be extremely expensive to, to pull it off. Those suits look amazing, but yeah, talking and moving the way they're moving them is giving me the Power Ranger vibe. And I was like, ah, I don't want to, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I want that to happen to my Halo. I don't want it to be Power Ranger Halo, yeah. but uh, yeah, no. So when the helmet came off, I was like, ah, okay, cool. This is this is a show, so this is going to be awesome. And he, yeah, he pulled Chief off great. So I was really relieved when he took the helmet off, and happy that it was off more, um, just to see all that, you know, the articulation and the acting. And I definitely think it's better that they had him take it off in the first episode because I kind of mentioned that last week. It's like. If we know his helmet's coming off, we knew that before the the show started. So it's mm-hmm. like, don't make this a thing where we got to wait till the season finale to see him take his helmet off because then it's harder to get accustomed to him having his helmet off if you make us wait for so long. But now it's just like first episode, it's off. Okay, second episode they can go right into. He has it off a ton. He even takes his full armor off at one point, which I really wasn't expecting. He just yeah. has his undersuit. Um, which, but and the thing is, I'm like, that's chief. Like I I will agree with people saying like. Oh, I didn't really think of him as chief till he put his helmet back on. I, I get that perspective, but I'm also like, I know this is John, and I know they're developing his character, mm-hmm. you know, more like with more humanity and kind of showing us more of him. So, well, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what was what was something? I got, I got something in mind, but I'll ask you guys first. What was something about this episode you didn't like? I had one thing I hated. <laughs> what about you, what about you wonder, Tony? I, I wonder if I can guess what this is, but I'll wait. I'll let you guess you after Tony. Tony, tell us what you yeah, don't. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you I not like? Hated. I let's see. I'm trying to run through the episode. Maybe you they, hated nothing. They hit the asteroid. Uh, they went in the asteroid. They met them, and then it kind of went back to Earth. And, or no, it went to Reach. Um, hated that. You know, there's nothing I really hated. Uh, nothing that popped out in this episode that I really hated. But I am wanting. Uh, who I forgot her name, who's playing Dr. Halsey, um, kind of to step up the game a little bit and on showing us how much of a genius she is because that's not an easy, mm. you know, thing to act, right? To act out. When you watch watch, watch uh, any movies with people who play geniuses, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Beautiful Mind with Russ Crowe. Mm, yep. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago, yeah. Good movie. Dude, when, yeah, when someone's trying to play a, a, a well-renowned genius, there is a vibe, and I was really hoping, like, they got to give that vibe so that Dr. Halsey feels like <clears throat> someone who's up there with people like Einstein, because Nyland made it, you know, very clear. I know it's not canon, but um, 
it's a great type of character to see on screen. Someone who's a little unhinged because of how yeah. smart they are. So, yeah, that was the only thing that... That's actually yeah. a good point, Tony. That's a good point. That's a good point because I think what they've nailed about her is the scheming aspect of her. They've got that down really well, how she yes. schemes and, and, and to get what she wants. But the genius aspect hasn't so much came out yet, but it's only two episodes. Right. Dude, when she go. mentions, when she's sitting down with and they're having that meeting at Fleetcom, she is so smug after she mentions the Cortana project. Yep. So She's got she's the like shitty... Troll. She's got the shit-eating grin on her face. She's like, Paragonsky, and I can be able to do anything. But dude, the, the music was like, when she was describing Cortana, it was like horror music. Did you notice that? And then they yeah. went to the clone tank, and it's I was like... It's kind of horrific what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of... No, that's, that's a good point, though. They did have... The music in this episode, I liked... I don't even... like. I guess I, I don't even consider it a criticism, but I feel like the first episode, I, I don't really remember the music as much in it. This one, I, it was a little more memorable at times, but it was also because, again, like you said, Tony, like the episode had time to like breathe. Yeah. And uh, some you you said earlier, Brian, like you mentioned, um, uh, Chief like having the helmet off, and and it, you know it would have sucked if he had like waited until the end of the season to take yeah. it off. I was gonna say that's a good point because like if they would have done that, you would have heard critics. Like in and out of the community, being like Star Wars already did it, Mandalorian already yeah. did. It. They're just copy pasting Mandalorian. And this one, they're like, no, it's the same like helmeted hero who has it on all the time, isn't supposed to take it off, and this guy's just like. And I love when Chief takes it off. There's literally like this like di weird disconnect of like, like yeah. I don't know his his body like Pablo's like body language in this too is like really really good. When he when they first get to the uh, the rubble and they arrive there and he's like walking around and strutting, he's got this like gap. Dude, he walks like a, like he rode a horse for a while, if you know what I mean. So like, you I don't know. Power first, strut. Josh says Chief's got the thigh gap. He got the thigh gap power <laughs> strut, man, and it was great. It was great. He walked in like he owned that place. It was awesome. It was awesome. Just I, I loved that. But yeah. uh, I wish if we were we were gonna call these episodes these podcast episodes, we're gonna name them after the show. But uh, I would love to name this episode Thigh Gap Power Strut. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Hell yeah, dude. Thigh Gap Power Th Strut. Thigh Gap Power Strut feet. Tony Verde, <laughs> but no, Brian. What was uh? What was well? No, I I don't think I had a least favorite part. I I I mean, I guess when the episode was over, but you know, I I guess you gonna guess I, you gonna guess what mine is. Josh? Well, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I, I guess <laughs> if I'm nitpicking, I would say, it, well, it wasn't even really a problem. But when they're all chilling with Soren and his wife and the kid and everything, and they're just talking and everything, they straight up just like. Got high as shit, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> I was like, like, "Like, he's like, hey, you want some of this? You want to inhale this?" Or no, the girl was like that, and she's Dude, like, "No, thanks." No, that was exactly. I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead, oh yeah, uh, that was exactly where I was like, "It's Dave Chappelle. He's literally Dave. Chappelle. He sounded a little bit like him at <laughs> first, and then he kind of looked like him, and then he did the freaking bong rip and coughed, and I was like, it's Dave Chappelle." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really surreal seeing this. And hate I, I wonder, like, I, I, this isn't even a judgmental thing. This is just like I'm just curious. Like, I wonder who like the the top tier decision maker is because they were like right off the rip, like, okay, we're not following canon, but there's gore, they're getting high, and they're side boob. We're more than side boob. There's side boob. There's side. There's a whole naked. There's a whole naked ass. There's a whole naked, yeah. I just like that's none of this I expected Halo, but because you know, like Halo came out an M-rated game, but it was pretty much just for some alien blood and like somebody like a Marine saying like shit or yeah. like, kick their asses or something. You know, it was never right. too bad. But this show's like blow their head off, do some dope, 
and see some. So, and there's a naked woman. Second episode, so yeah. kind of crazy. What was um, your um, part though, Brian? I yeah, I hated. I absolutely hated the entire scene and the actor for Reth, the crazy dude who's seen prophecies. Oh, really? I hated it so much. It Why did you so hate it? Cra- I, I'm I thought, wrong, by the way. I'm wrong, but go ahead. I, no, you're not wrong. I mean, no, I mean, I I'm thought, wrong for my guess. It was not my guess, but no, I thought he was. I didn't think the actor was very good. I thought it was cringe. I thought it was like done in so many other sci-fi shows and movies that it felt very tropey. Um, uh, okay. I, I, it was also I got like the vibes of like the the. The dude from the RV in freaking Independence Day who's like, yeah, I was anally probed by the aliens. Like, that's what... He might have been. Well, I mean, because he was, like, up in a Covenant ship, and he he just, like, tried so hard to be crazy, and, like, the whole time he's playing off of Pablo, I'm like, Pablo's got this look like, you're whack, bro. (laughs) And he's like... And he's like, ah, you're a blessed one, and his teeth look like he hasn't brushed in 18 years. Probably hasn't. (laughs) I, I just... I thought, like, I could not envision that scene taking place in the Halo universe ever. It was just You're so... You're saying he he seemed like he was a character, like, plucked out of, like, Dead Man's Chest who saw, Some other like, movie who or saw show, the Kraken, yeah. and they're well, like, what are you... <laughs> he's, he, like, mad. I'm here. trying to... I've seen, I've seen this scene before in another movie. I don't know what it is. I can't think of it. In that scene... Um, What's up, Tony? I heard, I think it's from Hidden Xperia, that that was supposed to be a scene with a cake yard or a, a jackal that they had... Uh, caught and um i was thinking maybe maybe they figured if we're not going to have the jackal maybe he can just kind of act alien and and be all over the room and just i love yeah. I, I laughed immediately when he touched his helmet and tasted it I was like <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you do something funny you can't i i can't not like it <laughs> right you know i saw yeah. an easter egg i think it was on reddit um, like when he's got his little like uh his little table of stuff on there, kind of like where he like lights the flame or whatever. Yeah, there is someone zoomed in. It's it's a uh, Squidward's tiki house, or maybe really? it was, no, it's Squidward's. It was Squidward's. They had a little like little bottle size like model of it. It was exactly that. Like I was like, That's well, crazy. doesn't Nickelodeon shows go on Paramount Plus? Uh yeah, yeah, that might be it. That's got to be a connection. They were like, we can do that, and also. It's canon within the same universe since this takes place thought, in the future. So <laughs> I thought of who I thought of who Reth made me reminded me of. This isn't okay. the best example. Okay. You guys I know Josh has. Tony, have you seen The Mummy Returns? I don't think I've seen them. The second mummy? Nah, I think actually I think I have. It's just been a long time. Yeah. There's that, that black dude with like the the golden teeth who runs the Zeppelin in the second movie. Uh, was the he blind. on Lost? Was he in Lost? I don't know, but he runs that Zeppelin, and he's kind of whack, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of what he reminded me of was the dude from Mummy Returns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't so seen like, him like, either. We'll get to the we'll get to our scores at the end here, but like, like I like this episode more than the first episode, but one whole point is lost to this whole scene with Reth. I, I didn't did mind like it. it. I will say I felt like it went on a little too long because there yeah. was the whole like, okay, you're you're like coherent, you're curious about chief and then you're like inaudible and then you're like giving a little bit of exposition then you're inaudible again and then you like try to get him to touch the artifact and then it has the one thing i thought was cool was like when the artifact came alive it looked very halo 4 like like and i immediately felt like halo 4 yeah. aesthetic in that little thing like when yeah. it lit up and i was like that's kind of cool now that i think of it did they get did they get high before they met wrath or after because it kind of feels like before before <laughs> i don't know i think i want to say it was before that would be an intense uh, room to walk in high on 
<laughs> All the, yeah. It was like the you know, institution I, of the place. So what, I want to know, Brian, what, what exactly, what, what exactly made you hate it? Was it jarring? Did it rip you out of the experience um, because of the acting, because of the character himself? Yeah, it felt it felt like it was trying to. He felt like he was trying too hard. Like the scene felt like it was trying too hard to be like, "Oh, the Covenant have made this guy crazy." Yeah. And then like it didn't seem like very. I don't know I kind of don't like when people are like, "This doesn't seem very Halo," but that's kind of what I'm saying. I guess is like it didn't feel like an experience that would fit in Halo. Like right. okay, for instance, uh, in Halo Combat Evolved, you come up on the Marine who's like shooting you with the pistol he's like about ah, that earlier, leave yeah. me alone like that's the closest thing i could bring but like that's it wasn't similar really this is a guy who's like lost his mind in halo ce right but in this one it's like a crazy almost religious I don't know. maybe maybe we'll see something later on in this season that'll like show more of the covenant and we'll get a better insight in this canon as to why he has reason to be that afraid i don't know because so far it's weird too like so far we've only seen well this episode we saw the three prophets, we didn't just see Mercy, we got to see the other two. Yeah. Then we saw that same elite again, but so far that's it. We haven't seen Kigyars, Grunts, any of the other you know species uh, of the Covenant. And when they've shown high charity, it's always the exterior. And then, like, I think in the first episode, um, you saw, like, when she was, like, reading the book, you saw, like, the outs, you know, the, the exterior, like, the city briefly out of the window. Yeah. But, like, that's it so far. So I'm really excited. Like, I'm wondering if they're just kind of, like, easing us into showing us more of the covenant because you know like in combat evolved it's like we didn't really aside from we went into their ship but like we didn't really know much about them compared to like halo 2 where they really started to peel back that layer so i wonder if that's kind of like somewhat of a similar journey they're on where they don't want to give too much away about the covenant yet uh so i don't know i but do you think brian that something potentially later on in the show could could make more sense of that make you retroactively enjoy that scene uh, nah, probably not. I feel like Hell it's nope. more just... Hell nope from Brian. I feel like it's just more like that scene kind of sucked for me. It was yeah. less like, even if like contextually and story, it, it got more added to it. Uh, nah, I, I thought that was, I thought that part was just cringe. I wanted it's to no be over. No from you, dog. And it went, it went a little too long. Now, conversely, you know, an amazing scene... Or not, well, amazing is kind of a, a big word, but I love the scene with um, them trying to block Chief off with the fork truck. And he's just like, oh, yeah. nope. Yeah. I'm pushing that shit. <laughs> Classic that was Master cool. Chief That's moment, I, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. It I was. just picture like the X popping up on the with, screen, like Halo 4-like, and he just... He spoke yeah. with his actions. Yeah. What was yeah. another scene What was another scene you guys liked? Tony, like, what's another scene from that you really liked from this episode? Oh, there were so many. Um, I liked how they... Their, their set, set designing is immaculate on the show so um i'm I'm a real geek for that i love good sets real built sets that you know take you out of the world uh when they showed up to i can't remember what it's called but the asteroid um when they when he was taking them through first um after the forklift scene um i was just getting a lot of vibes from like demolition man remember the remember that with with the uh undercity yeah you're talking like when he was in the city and shit and he went yeah. under the, like the sewers and all the people were living in the tunnels and it was all that yep. almost that same vibe it had like a 80s futuristic um thing about it almost cyberpunk had like right? a cyberpunky kind of vibe yeah to it. yeah exactly. no, i felt that like yeah, the aesthetics so I, and everything like I, there's this shot of like the bike going through i remember yeah. and he's walking them around soren's like Whole little giving little them the tour girl. and yeah 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 that was really good 
That was really good. I did like the rubble. I, I've seen some people criticize how silly it was, the little elevator thing they rode in. Like, it falls off the rail, and then it catches another <laughs> one. Ah. Yeah, that was like a Hobbit thing, right? The the dwarves going in the barrels down the river. I kind of had that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going on a ride that, now. Actually. This is cool. That's a really good point, actually. I never <laughs> like, it's a good that. thing this worked out exactly as we hoped. <laughs> you know what, though? I really liked the tram sequence because, like, I felt like in, in so many Halo games, there's so many sequences where you're in an elevator or tram system traveling, and I thought, I would love to play this in a Halo level, like where there's the central area, yeah. and then you got to travel to different like spots and stuff, and they're just going to his to Soren's house in this, but I was like, man, that was cool as hell. Right. I really enjoyed that. I, 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 I loved, like, I kind of touched on it already, but, like, the just, just there's a moment in the episode, and I think it's the moment where... You cut. You're introduced to Soren's family. You meet his kid. You meet his wife, who's got this really her her dress and her hair really sets her out. You know, they they, they went to Bioshock and they were like, "Come out of here, leave Rapture, and yeah. get in the show." And I think it's probably about that point. It's probably about that point where they're on the couch in Soren's house with his wife and the kid, and they're and smoking they're getting, a blunt. They're getting high or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wow, this show is really a new and different thing from other Halo yeah. entities, and it's interesting to me. It's very interesting. Like I am, inter- I'm interested to see, because I'm honestly like the way I feel right now after two episodes is like midway through season two, a year or two from now, where are we gonna be? I feel like it's gonna be yeah. what it's gonna well, be. Well, that's so what far I'm out there. That's what, what I'm starting expect. to wonder. Like I'm wondering, I'm wondering now. I wasn't sure beforehand with the show. I just I had so little expectations, but I'm wondering now, like if. They met, they name drop the ring in this episode, so we get confirmation on the ring. We get confirmation on like that planets still get glassed by the covenant. So like in this timeline, some of the stuff's still similar. So like, are they gonna? Is the ring gonna still look the same? Are they maybe gonna get to it at the end of season one? Is season two? Are they gonna even be on the ring? Will they destroy it and not even land on it? Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm wondering the same thing too. Like, cause it, it, it I enjoy so much that this show like takes like the template. It takes like. It's almost like you go on a wiki and you just see the character names. It's like, well, they got the characters. They got a few names of locations. They got, like, the UNSC logo. Everything else feels so damn new. Everything else feels so itself. And the more the shows, I feel like the more the season's going to go on, I feel like we're going to see more and more that, like, this isn't your daddy's Halo. You know, this is this is a how do you guys feel yeah. about How do you guys feel about, court, like, creating Cortana now as, like, cloning an entire other body clone of Halsey? Like, I'm pretty sure that's... Cause I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was under the interpretation that in the books, Halsey literally just claimed, like, cloned, grew, grew, like, other brains to make the right. DNA. She didn't clone an entire I don't know. <laughs> body. So, like, this is kind of, right. like, I love that that look, that image of just, like, the clone, the bald clone in the pod. I'm like, this is so sci-fi. This is cool. It's Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they were going for really driving it home with people who aren't thinking too deeply about what cloning means right and so they were like well why don't we show the whole body right if you just show brain tissue or you don't what you don't bring up the ethical um road it's a good point that come up with cloning right yeah it's a lot more horrific if they have to extract the what are they going to do with the clone after they're obviously going to imprint this right into an artificial intelligence so what happens to the biological aspect after they're done Speaking yeah, it's of, pretty warped if she brings a clone into existence who's sentient and then, like, Loki kills it to make an AI. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of that, you guys, okay, so they're at the FleetCon meeting, and they're all talking, and, and Halsey's there, and she's super smug talking about the project. 
What did you guys think of when she explains that and she's talking about what it can do? She describes it as basically overriding the Spartans yeah. like consciousness and like taking over them in a, in a essence. What do you guys think of that? That's cool. Do you think she's like telling the truth to an extent in this new timeline or do you think she's like kind of telling them half truths, a lot of white lies in there about what it will really do? I, I think she's I think she's using the term like overriding them. But what she's really saying is like Cortana is going to tap into that suppressed part of Spartans that want relationship, that want friendship, camaraderie, emotions. Connection. Basically, Cortana, because that's, that's, I mean, that's essentially what she does in the games, right? Is like Cortana has, she's like his best friend slash love, however you want to put it. And her emotions, the emotions that she brings out in him and the connection is the most human part of him. So right, I right. feel like Cortana is going to use that aspect of Chief to keep him in line. So she's kind of not wrong, but it's not the way she's relaying it to UNSC. What do you think, Tony? Uh, I feel like that. I feel like that that scene was either miscommunicated, or we're misinterpreting. Right? It's it's one of the two. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I wasn't quite. I did go. What? Well, that doesn't make sense to override consciousness. To the, that does they mean complete? Like, this completely takes someone over, and then I'm like, well, what's the point yeah. of having anyone in the suit? Why not just have an AI run the suit, right? The the Spartan's just the middleman <laughs> or middlewoman. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was I was confused. I, I just thought maybe I get they, that. Uh, That's, that was a little too. A writing gap or something. Yeah. And then we get, we get so we, we see a shot of the Spartans when they're getting tasked, you know, to, to go hunt for chief, basically. And... We see like the one girl with blonde hair. She's kind of like, why are we even doing this? The one guy's like, Halsey told us to. And the other girl's like, we got a job to do. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go. Let's get it going. And I thought this is interesting. I was like, because we don't really know much about them. So like. I was just say, are they going to get developed fully as characters? Are they right now, they seem on the back burner. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I, are they going to get developed? Because by the end of the episode, they bring, you know, they're, they're escorting him in. But like our next episode, they're going to talk to him like, hey, chief. What the hell was that going AWOL? But then also, when he gets Cortana, how are they going to feel about that? How are they going to react? Is that is that going to potentially cause like some estrangement with them where he's maybe more connected to this person? Because the first, right. I mean, these two episodes, he's connected to Quan, you know, and that's almost like right. sort of that banter he kind of has with Cortana in a different way. But he's he's got that second person, a female character to sort of like bounce off of. But we, he's not really with Silver Team. They're almost kind of placeholder for now. I don't know. What do you guys yeah, you, expect out of that? Uh, you get that you, you're, you're reminding me of things that I thought during the show and had forgotten about. Um, first of all, the Spartans, as far as the Halo fans are concerned, have always felt like family together, right? They're always brothers and sisters, and they really right. take care of each other. And so there's this... I, I, I'm like ecstatic to see that kind of interaction between him, uh, Pablo, and those actors and mm -hmm. see uh, Brotherhood there. But I'm not sure that that's going to happen now because of the way the show's going. And uh, Soren seems like definitely Chief and uh, Soren are like brothers. They act like brothers. They talk to each other like brothers. The one's yeah. like, yeah, you're stuck up. And the other one's like, yeah, well, you're a little too loose, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got the, some things are important and sacred. Uh, but yeah, so that was one thing I, I pulled out of that is Chief... He, he's got that connection with Quan, and I was expecting to see that connection with the other Spartans. 
Yeah, same. Yeah. What do you think? He does. Brian? He does see. He already has a way better bond between the flashback and the interactions of this episode. You feel he has way more of a connection with Soren than he does Silver Team, just from what they've shown us. Right. I also love. What do you guys think about how I feel like Chief, like John as a character, just seems he seems even more naive than the games. Like I love when he shows up and he's like, "You have a kid." It was almost yeah. like him being. Oh. Like, it was almost like him being like, yeah. they let you use your penis? <laughs> they let you use your dick here? Dude, there was a part where he like, the kid stamps on him the little uh, smiley face. And then like, oh. he gets down in like, very UNSC like, uh, you know, soldier like is like, thank you. I accept this with such gratitude and humility. Like he just says it like, I can't remember what he says verbatim, but he sa- he does it so like proper. And I love yeah. that. Cause you know, Soren's kid. back there like, dude, it's a damn stamp. It's a <laughs> stamp. Come on, get off your knees. Yeah. Yo, it was, I did love how sentimental it was to Chief. That's really, yeah. really cool. Uh, they're adding awesome little um, facets of Chief's personality that I totally expect Chief would be like without, you know, without fully knowing it. Like, I, afterward, I go, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how Chief would act if, if a little kid gave him a stamp of a smiley face because <laughs> it was a show of trust. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. And I Very agree with that, too. There's so much of this episode that felt like, like with him having his helmet off, it feels like we get to see more of like John underneath the helmet. Like when you, he's got the helmet on, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the Kylo Ren Darth Vader thing. You can't read their face, so they're intimidating. But he's so like, his voice kind of has that same level, the same pitch. He's never like emotional. His voice is never getting high or anything. It's just that low, same pitch. But then when he takes the helmet off, you see it's the same way. But then you also see his face is the same way. John or Pablo never really gets animated, you know? So it really goes to show, like, even his face is in a sense of control, you know? And I really liked that. I thought that was well acted, too, because, you know, it could have been completely different. Like, when I see him with the helmet off, I'm like, I know this is Pablo. I know this guy was in this and this and this. But I'm also like, that's John. That's John. And I I don't feel a disconnect, which I was kind of worried about. But uh, I felt really good with that. But let me ask you guys two things. Oh, you got a question, Brian. I well, I was going to say, I, I had this thought while I was watching the episode. And I'm not even saying I want this. It was just a thought, like okay. a nebulous thought. I don't have an opinion on it, really. And I think everyone listening would be like, Brian, no. But I'm you like... You want to see more booties? No. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> if we get... Let's say we get like five seasons of this show to yeah. where like Pablo's face is just in the natural subconscious of Halo fans everywhere... I'm like, it could be cool. It could also be awful, but it could be cool. Like, picture in like a future Halo Infinite expansion, like Pablo is mocapped and Chief takes his helmet off and it's like mocapped in game Pablo's face. I understand almost everyone would probably hate that, but I'm like, I kind of like to just see it. For sure. <laughs> like, out of curiosity's sake, I'd like to see that because yeah. by that time, his face would be so familiar to us. And I'm talking like, you know. Like in Halo 5, when you see uh, Mike Coulter's face, like when he takes off the helmet, like that's Mike Coulter, you know, right. but it also looks like a video game. So I'm like, what would that look like if we saw Pablo, but you get that video game sheen over it? It could be kind of neat, but then you'd have to have Steve Down's voice coming out of him. So maybe they could do like <laughs> a maybe they could do like a Gears, uh, a Gears 5 thing where it's a DLC where you can play through Halo Infinite with Pablo's voice. Because they did that for Gears with uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah, they did. So That's that could true. be cool. I don't well, know. Okay, off, off I'm topic. I'm open-minded. Off-topic <laughs> yeah. um, question right now that's kind of kind of in regards to, to the show, but 
What do you guys think? Is it is it weird at all that Halo Infinite's a new game and this show there's no like coincide like pro re- promo releasing of like skins or weapons or anything to like in in Halo Infinite to kind of help cross promote the show? Is that kind of weird at all? Or are you guys like eh? I don't I don't give a shit. How do you feel about that, Tony? What do you think, Tony? Oh, you you guys have heard me in the Discord. I I laugh at the skins and the downloads. I'm like, eh, it's for the kids. <laughs> kids in your digital underwear and your skins and your freaking nerf colors on your goddamn it's nerf yeah I'm, I'm the old man when it comes to that stuff so i could i could care less, care less if it, it was in there of course it's gonna be all the more the merrier i, I mean josh can, opportunity yeah josh can vouch for me i'm in the exact same boat yeah as you. I, I, you guys I are similar lick about cosmetics. <laughs> Don't give a lickety split about that yeah. no I like mean, when i I, yeah. I just finished playing elden ring and i was like I'm just going to wear whatever, like, I pick up. Like, some people are like, I got to Google. I got to find out how to go find this helmet and this thing. I'm like, no, I'll just put on whatever gets me through the game. I don't care if I look yeah. like a toad yeah. or a prince. It's not I a don't fashion care. show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm kind of in the, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. Like, I don't need it to be, but I'm just surprised that there's nothing like that. Yeah. It just It's no, just a it's little okay. surprising, but... But I don't mind it Must at the same time. Must have been marketing everything and putting it on yeah. chips and cookies and stuff. You think they absolutely... Yeah, they could have even have done, like, I, oh, I just think the... You know, like to to preface, I I mean, I don't I don't personally blame any one person Mm -hmm. and I don't want to blame any one person. I don't know the situation. I don't think it's really helpful or right for me to do that. But there's just been a colossal level of of managed mismanagement and some failure in regards to just everything that's been done with Halo in the last few years you know what i mean like and it's not like i said i'm not like that's not me attacking 343 that's not me attacking any developer or person there i love 343 i love those people mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about that so much over the course of the show but there's definitely something going on there i mean i even read a reddit post from brian gerard like a day ago where he was basically like we were not saying much because we're hiring people and there's things being worked on behind the scenes like Shit's not going the greatest. And, like, the fact that they were able to... Like, Infinite was in a bad state in 2020, but then it's pretty... It's, it was obvious then, it's even more obvious now, that when Halo Infinite came out, it was pretty much a mad dash to get the campaign and the base multiplayer done. Like, that was a mad dash to get that done. That's not even... And then it, it seems clear now that, like, Forge, Co-op, Season 2, other maps, mm-hmm. that was almost, like, not even thought about until they took their vacation. Right, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, so uh, with my little little perspective, I've been a corporate guy for a a while now, and um, what exactly what you're describing is across the board with a lot of big corporations for exactly the time period you said that like three four three took over. Um, It feels like that everywhere. Like you, it's that's why I had a smile on my face the whole time while you were saying it because <laughs> you're literally describing my career uh, experience for the past five six years is a hard time with management, employee turnover, trying to figure out if they want to do temps, contractors, you know, um, because there's this is what happens when money comes in, right? Halo got super successful. 343 takes on a giant title, right? That is a money, it's a cash cow. That like, they could literally just release something Halo, whatever, and all the Halo fans are gonna buy it, or at least a good portion are. So when there's all this money involved, uh, is my point, 
you, you have a giant corporate issue and which Bungie got kind of lucky they, they got to live in that little gold days where they were just kind of like the renegades almost they were in their little you, you remember seeing the documentary that when they first started they were in a tiny little shop they're throwing crap at each other they got pizza everywhere Hell yeah. guys are probably smoking joints in the office you know it's like the, <laughs> the good old days right right so you got these like kind of like uh badasses in the in a that would never be in a corporate setting in a corporate right. setting working together to make a game and uh i feel like yeah it's a cultural thing it's a it's a i don't know about the rest of the world but definitely a cultural thing here and i feel like that's what halo is feeling they're suffering a little from that yeah that's a great perspective that we don't have um but yeah, that was, I mean, that was a long way of me getting to Josh's question of like, you know, are uh, the, you know, why is there no TV show tie-in? I'm like, you know, between and between what they were already struggling to just get Infinite out the door itself and, and work mm-hmm. on Infinite content. And then you even think about the, the way that the pandemic affected the show itself. I don't, I think there was, I think the idea of like cross-promoting and lining stuff up there. That was probably foregone a couple years ago. They're like, no, we got. I mean, I think you're right. I think there just probably was a point. They, I'm sure they wanted to do that at some point, but there was probably another point where they were like, we just can't do that. Our focus needs to be elsewhere. And and also, I think it's funny. A little bit of chickens with their heads cut off running around. It's it's got to be tough. Yeah, another thing I think is funny about it is like it's the 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 whole approach to the Halo TV show and Halo Infinite are so vastly different to me because Halo Infinite's like. Let's bring everything back to familiarity, the way it was, the way it started. Let's keep it simple. Let's not confuse people. Very mainstream, very baseline. And then the Halo TV show is like, anything goes. I love it. come out in the same time. I love it for that. It's crazy experiencing both. Because like you know even, what? I mean, first episode, people were like, Chief going AWOL, that's a Halo 5 concept. It's like, I never expected that to be in the first episode. Yeah. You know? Well, there's the part. there's the part early on. It's after like the first scene when it cuts to Chief and Quan in the Pelican and they're like going through like hyperspace or whatever that is, you know, and she's asking him about it and he starts to explain it and she's like, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. And I love that because I feel like in that's Halo fans. books, it's three, four, three. Exactly. Well, in like but, Halo books, in Star Wars books, I mean, anything that's like sci-fi, there is so much explanation into like the science and, and the the way things work and whatnot. And I kind of hate that sometimes. I mean, I, I don't I don't mind it at times. Other, you know, but um, but a lot of times I'm like, I don't need that. I just kind of want the core story, this exposition. I don't need to have something really like you know, I don't need you to like try to make sense of it for me. I'm willing to buy into it. Well, you should but, just um, have fun. Yeah, exactly. So like when she it's says cool you're ruining they did it. it. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. No, yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's cool that it's cool that they did it because um I had a, a lot of Chief and Quan a lot of uh Terminator and uh, John Connor. That's cool. Vibes going on. Yeah. There, yeah. Where, where she's like mimicking me. She's like, don't know. You know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just totally reminded me of Terminator. She, he was making fun of Terminator, right? For being so like such a robot. Um, John Connor yeah. was kind of poking fun and having fun with him. And I see that with them. It's it's cool. It's a cool Oh, dude, I will. Sure. I will lose my mind if there's a scene in this season where like Quan meets up with Chief again and she tries to get him to smile just like John Connor. And T two like that was or uh, John Connor got a uh, Terminator to yeah. do dude that was so funny if I, I see Pablo yeah. I love that I love that interaction between them in the first episode where he's just you know she's like do you eat and he's like nuts bolts microchips and she's like yes. she looks at him and he's like it was a joke or whatever and she's like hilarious you know yeah yeah that was and good I feel like correct me if I'm wrong like don't let me put words in your guys' mouth but I feel like we're all on the same page we're like. 
the three of us were really influenced and caught off guard by Halo when it when it first came out and the first Halo, Halo the first trilogy. Sure. You know, that was like our shit. We were in love with it. We were ecstatic about it, stoked. We just wanted to every, wanted to get into every little detail about it. And that's why we love the series so much is because that impact it made on us. But I feel like now in our lives, you know, uh, you guys are both in your 30s. I'm turning 30 in a few months. Um, I think right now we're most mostly at a place where we're kind of we're at this like new place for Halo, right? Where we're like we still have our original memories we love. Things are much different now and things have changed, but we're open minded and we just want to have fun with it. And it's just kind of fun to just like. Let's see what people do with this universe that we love, you know? That was exactly where I was at in, like, 2013 now, I think it was, when Disney made the Star Wars acquisition, and they were, like, everything but the six films, and the Clone Wars are, are not canon. Or, I'm sorry, every, yeah, everything but those um, are not canon anymore. Because it felt like a clean slate. And even though this is different, it's just a, di- a timeline difference. I'm like, everything is a clean slate, and I know it's borrowing from it, but everything gets to be its own thing. And whatever they have like may turn out so well that we might see it in a future part of a halo game or book or something or you know and i don't know i mean i I think it's cool it feels like a fresh start and i don't it's like you said earlier brian i don't know what to expect like it's weird to be experiencing a part of a franchise a brand that i'm so familiar with yet i'm at a point when i know not I, i don't know what to expect and that's exciting for me like i really have nothing to go off on in in halo infinite i could speculate a lot in this i'm just like I don't know what they're doing. I saw a bare ass today. What? <laughs> Tony, Tony yeah. what, what do you got to say? You got stuff to say, I can tell. Yeah, 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 yeah this is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just hit me. I'm just talking to you guys. This is really nice. It's nice <laughs> I'm finally waking up. I'm waking up to this. Um, it really, to, to put a phrase to it, it, it's reversing my halo fatigue. It's totally yeah. reversing yeah. it. Um, because I'm, and I think more people need to, kind of, I think people need to hear this. Um, we're going in with the expectation, I think, subconsciously, that we're watching a video game cutscene, right? It's just a longer video game cutscene. Sure. And we're used to that kind of pace with any sort of somatic moment, you know, moment with Halo, uh, where it's like the nectar of what's going on in the story is like, finally, my cutscene, and that's like your treat for playing for four hours. Right. This is not a long cutscene. This is a TV show. So relax. Like, just relax a little. Let, let them have fun. You know, sometimes Kwan can take a line from Chief. She can say something he was going to say or something he always says in the games and she says, and maybe she says, I need a weapon. That's the cool thing about a show is you can, you can mess with people. And so, yeah, I think uh, it's important to remember we got to get out of the game mode and then get into show mode just be prepared to be taken on a ride like you were saying like i didn't expect to see a bare ass today but i did <laughs> that's, what TV sh- that's what tv shows will do that's that's well so cool said. it's reversing the halo fatigue for sure oh yeah really, that's really well said Tony. that is and the thing the thing that's so cool is like the opportunities i think josh was about to, about started to say it a minute ago uh the opportunities that this show has to enhance regular halo in the future now, I know there's probably people listening who don't agree, but, like, I'm picturing right now that, like, like, cause like I remember 343 said, like, if there's things from the show that are really well-received, maybe in the future they can be incorporated into the games. Mm-hmm. Well, if in, like, three or four Bare years... Bare asses. I need to see more of those. <laughs> in the games. Well, it, they'll have to get Phil Spencer for that. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, but in like three or four years, if they do like a Halo Infinite expansion, yeah. and in the Halo Infinite expansion, Chief like has to travel to Madrigal and he meets Quan and in Infinite, I'm gonna be so excited. I would be. I'm gonna cool. be like, holy shit! Like this is Quan from the show. That yeah, I've come yeah. To that's a really love. good point because then what if she looks different? Then someone would be like. They didn't make her like they that's did in the Quan. show. She doesn't look like that's not the real Quan. This, yeah. Not my Quan. Yeah. Oh my not god. My, hashtag not my <laughs> Quan. the complete it's, inverse of that. that right. That's the cool thing is the way these like the silver timeline and the regular timeline can like awesome. synergize off each other because like we could like we can meet Quan in Infinite mm-hmm. and Quan could be like she could be older. Obviously, she's meeting Chief after he's already went through the entire Covenant War already. Yeah. She could have new perspectives. She could have different things about her. And then there could be little parts like there could even be like a callback. Five years from now, where Quan makes some kind of joke, like uh, Chief says something about like nuts and bolts and microchips, and she says hilarious. Like <laughs> and you're like, ah! yeah. you're like and that Leo like, DiCaprio yeah. meme where you're pointing at the television. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's exactly right. Oh, so man. it's it's exciting, man. I think we're it sounds like we're all like love this show right now. What what would you guys, Tony? We'll start with you. Like, what do you give? What do you give episode one since you weren't with us out of ten? And what do you give this episode out of ten? Episode one, I give a solid seven out of ten. And um, and then this episode, I'd give it like an eight. Yep, that's exactly where I'm because, at. Because because on the dot. And it's because of that pace. I I hope that pace is the the common average, mm-hmm. and that um, there's contrast to build up to the action so that they the moments way more. So yeah, I'd give it an eight because I'd like it to ride there. What do you think? You said the same thing, Josh? Yeah, I would say the same thing because I really enjoyed this episode. It was more of a expositional dump in a good way and uh, really liked that. And I got to learn a lot more. Got to see some similarities. Got to hear about, like I said, you know, we, we hear about the glassing of planets. We, we get the ring name dropped. Um, we see the other prophets. Lord Hood makes his first appearance in this. There was um, when they're getting to the, um, the rubble, when they're getting to that asteroid belt. Uh, and he's like going, like he comes out of hyperspace and, and he's going through that in the Pelican. That shot was like, I felt like Star Wars-y cool. vibes. I was like, this is so cool. Just him trying to navigate through it and all the different sounds. And it just looked amazing in 4K. I'm glad you brought up Hood because I was going to bring it up and I forgot. Okay. I feel like he got zero fanfare. I didn't even know it was him for a while. I know. I looked at his service yeah, or I looked I was at like, his tag yeah. and I was like, I was like, that's Lord Hood. I was like, but, is that Lord Hood? And I didn't know. And the next time I got close to his name tag, I'm like... Yep, that says Hood. Okay, like. but you know what? I like this characterization because for what little he like is given here, like when he's first talking to Halsey, he actually seemed pretty nice. Like he seemed pretty level headed. He was listening with the intention to hear when Halsey was talking. Yeah, and I really liked that. Yeah. So I felt like that is that did feel like Hood to me. Even, but I was also like, did you guys run out of budget for Ron Perlman? Come on. Like, oh, where's yeah, Ron? Dude. Come on, <laughs> that dude. That dude costs one fiftieth of Ron Paul. Oh man, yeah, for sure. But no, I I loved it. Um, it was a really fun episode. I feel almost too like now that at the end of the episode we see that he he brings himself back in. He he, he like puts out the the signal boost so that Silver Team can find him or UNSC can find him. He goes back and he's taken there. He's prisoner. We get that one shot where um Holsey's talking to him, and this was like so fucked up. I thought we're like. I, I'm, I'm misquoting it, but um, he, she's like, why did you come back? And he says something to me like, you're the only one I can trust. And she's like, you made the right decision. And I'm just like, you are so fucked up because like just prior to that, just yeah. prior to that, he's like trying to talk about his memory. Like the, what he, he doesn't know that they're his memories, but they seem to be his memories. And she like immediately yeah. cuts it off, misdirects the conversation and changes yeah. it. And I'm like, I wonder if she's going to betray that trust. I know. I was like, hasn't already. I feel like the well, whole She's thing. like, what am I going to tell people when you act crazy? 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I loved it. Uh, and I just, I feel like these two episodes were setting up what is this? I feel like these two episodes were almost like a prologue to the rest of the show. Like, they were almost like bonus episodes, and the next episode is really going to be where it kicks off because we're starting to get to Cortana. Like, I saw a 30 second, no, it was like a minute preview of the next episode, and there was a shot of Chief and Cortana. So it seems like we are getting that in the next episode. I mean, maybe they're, maybe not, but it seemed that way. So, I don't know. You just reminded me, I, I wanted to ask you guys how you felt about the execution scene that happened. I don't feel like that's being talked about. Oh, much. That yeah. was intense, dude. On magical. Like, that was, yeah, and that actor, Pacudos to him, that was heavy. Yeah. Uh, the way he was doing that. And I, I, I hate to go real world with it, but um, just briefly, no, uh, when I was a younger guy, I made the mistake of going deep, deep on the web, right? And I saw <clears throat> a similar video to that that was real from like a third world country. Yeah. And it was strikingly accurate and i was like whoa they they really went there there's yeah. a lot of villains building up in this and he that's a big one he's a he's a big villain so um yeah i wanted to know what you guys that's pretty, about pretty well when he when he lifted up the bag he's like let me see your face all right now i'll shoot you in the head too i was like dang dude you're cold yeah. i know when he lifted yeah. when he was lifting that up i'm like is this gonna be maybe a face we recognize because it's like if they show the person's face usually you'd think they're not gonna die when you've just seen two other people with masks you know and they're they're, they're yeah. getting shot but then immediately just shoots her. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, he just wanted to see who. He's like, oh, it's a young lady. And Quan sees that. And then, you know, you could kind of learn that, like, he was, like, the opposite to what her father was. And this guy's wanted to ally with the UNSC. But, like, he's bad news. He's got bad news written all over him. So, uh, man, it's going to be interesting to see because you can tell by this episode that her character arc is going to take her into confrontation with that guy somehow, some way. Well, what I kind of hate is I've seen people yeah. be like, well, why, why do they keep showing Madrigal? I don't care about Madrigal. I don't care about Quan. Get back to Halo. And I'm like, quit looking at it like it's like, I mean, it is an ad- adaptation of the game, but like, quit looking at it like a game adaptation. Like, if this was just a show that we're watching, like yeah. a new show, mm-hmm. like, why why wouldn't you be interested in that? Like, I know Madrigal yeah, and Quan were not in the game, but like... Well, that could be interesting stuff. I mean, and that brings up know. another yeah. another the last topic I can uh, that comes to mind is like UNSC seems really really bad in this show, and I'm like I know yeah. I know in the books. I mean, obviously you know the Spartan program and all that's super dark, and what they do later on doesn't necessarily redeem all that stuff. But I'm like I'm watching the show, and like time and again, every time we see them in these two episodes, they're making like really shitty, like horrible decisions toward like their own people, you know, the, the kill order and then having this, you know, approving this thing uh, for trials to potentially overwrite Spartans, you know, like personalities or, or their, their, their spears, their essence, you know, basically like that's crazy outlying with this guy on magical, which they think is the right thing to do. I mean, they just, I'm like, how much, what have you done so far? Like, what are you going to do in the show to, to make us like root for these guys against I was the just covenant? About to say, this is what's actually really cool. If they actually go through with this. So like we played the games First time we played the games, we just love UNSC. Well, then you read the books and you find out, oh, they were kind of shady as hell, but like, okay, the Covenant Mm -hmm. War. Oh, yeah. Well, if we spend like a whole season seeing how shady the UNSC are, and then they subject us to how much the Covenant just like wreck everything, and how it's only because of that shadiness that we were able to beat them, Mm -hmm. like, that's going to be really cool because it's going to be like, I can now see why... Like I can see why we can accept the shadiness because I got you. Yeah. it was literally bleak as hell, you know. Yeah, I hope they show. I hope they show something that is um, 
Oh, what do I want to say? It's faith in humanity, right? I, I hope they show some, some contrast. That, that, that That's what they're doing is building a contrast to show how kind of in disarray humans were. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of infighting in politics and just a bunch of bullcrap. And then the covenant came along and immediately we dropped our stupid petty crap. And we mm-hmm. pulled together and humanity was like hopeful. And it showed like the moral of the show is humans are special because they've got the heart right yeah they've got the faith in each other and trust and they stick together and they're relentless and and they're smart and they're resourceful and i hope they go that route kind of like how lord of the rings goes with humans like this little decrepit in gondor and then you see the best brought out in people when the hard times come and you see the worst too but for the most part you see people band together and i hope they go there No, that's a really good point i mean we haven't even seen oni yet so i mean i can only imagine like them building up to that if they do but yeah i would love to see this sense of togetherness and, and the sense of like, oh, this is why they make these kinds yeah. of decisions. Because we haven't really yeah. seen the the full power. We haven't really seen much about the Covenant yet. You know, I think so. it's funny, too, is everyone right. keeps talking about, like, when like when do you think in the show the Reach is going to get glassed? When do you think in the show they're going to discover Halo? And I'm like, based on what we've seen in the show, do we even know that Reach is going to get glassed? Like, Reach may be the center, like, the the Earth part of the show for seasons. It might never get glass. They might discover Halo and Reach is still there. And people are going, Brian, you can't do that. But, like, look what they've already done. You can do that. Why not? You know, you you jogged something in my mind, too. Like, uh, there was a point, you know, when... uh, What what is the girl from the Covenant? What is her name again? Starts with an M. Maki. Maki, thank you. So, Maki is like, hey, I'm going to... Get off all my stuff. I'm going to change. I'm going to basically go over to the UNSC. I'm the only one who can infiltrate them and try to get this relic back. That's going to be interesting because she is also revealed to be a blessed one, just like John is. So it's like, are they going to go for some kind of like, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. You guys are related or like, hey, you know just I'm okay of, with that. Well, are you guys a part of something yeah. like more yeah, like where are they going with this? Because that's brand new. And then also like, so, yeah, is she going to go to reach yeah. and maybe potentially, let's say, find out the location and be like, send it, send it back. Like, hey, this is where yeah. the humans are, you know, or yeah. like, where's that going to go? I'm so interested and it's so exciting because I just I don't know what to expect. And, yeah. and she seems like a cool character the more I see of her. Josh, hit me up with the sound of you're watching this episode and she's undressing and it pans over and you see that Prophet of Mercy staring at her and it starts playing Careless Whisper. What's your reaction? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, that's that's what they look like. We only have the one cheek, but she has two. Truly, the gods have smiled upon us this day. <laughs> creep ass old man sexual predator prophet of mercy yeah I pictured the whole time during that that he's rubbing his hands like, <laughs> yeah, like, a, fucking, like a fly yeah, yeah. he's stroking he's stroking his little uh, chin testicles <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, no but I, I love that and honestly that, that scene where, where we saw that, that was like, I didn't mind it whatsoever when we see her bare ass. And I don't even mean that as a I'm guy. I'm sure like, you I don't, didn't, Josh. I was going to say, I don't even mean it like that. Like, I was fine with it. But like, I'm, I, but I, there was a part of me in the moment where I was like, well, I've never, like, this is new territory for Halo. And I thought, I mean, a lot of the gore is too, yeah. but like, this is definitely new territory. I don't and know, Bill Spencer prepared me for give, this. <laughs> but I, but I, yeah, they were, they were giving off vibes that the, maybe the Covenant um, want her to be ashamed of herself and, just the way she was kind of looking at her own skin and stuff, it's like, and then I put that two and two together. Oh, yeah, the costume that they have her in is not revealing at all. And it's like, maybe they're like, we don't want to see your human 
stupid body. So <laughs> right. <clears throat> Except Prophet of Mercy. Like yeah. Showing her human side. Prophet of Mercy does. Except Prophet of Mercy, Mercy does. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, good. There's two cheeks there. <laughs> like she Those takes it off clapping. Too, too quickly. And he's like, oh, be merciful, please. <laughs> <laughs> what a merciful day on merciful booty. <laughs> uh, for, I didn't say it for yeah. me, guys. It's uh, First episode was a yeah. 7.5. I like this episode a little bit more, uh-huh. but I'm giving this one a 7.5 as well. I'm coming down 0.5 for that scene with the with Red. <laughs> Brian oh. hates it. Hates nah. it. Like the episode as a whole was down. better, but that but there was no part in the first episode I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, I did not like the rest stuff. So you're not the first one I've seen consistent. to say that. So I mean, I guess I guess uh, not in the minority with that. Josh, would you rather have the Wrath scene or the Prophet of Mercy careless whisper scene? Oh. I- that's not even a fair question. That's such a landslide. Like, I'm going to go with Prophet of Mercy, Careless Whisper. <laughs> oh, yes, the Careless Whisper, the smooth cheek. Oz are hairy. Yaw is smooth and bare. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but that was another thing, too. Like, dude, every time we see the inside of, like, High Charity, like, they're in that, like, white area. And the, the, they look like they're almost like flower petals above them. I don't know how to de- how else to describe it's the, it. It's a low budget area. It's a low budget area. Looks amazing <laughs> to me. Actually, looks amazing to me. I don't know, but I'm excited to see the rest of the Covenant. I want to see. I mean, are they even gonna? What if they have a species in there of the Covenant that we've never seen before? What if there's one that oh, we've never seen? Like, I hope. I hope the species. The U- <laughs> go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Oh boy. <laughs> No, I was just gonna say that you. For all we know, the UNSC could end up being the major bad guy and screwing the Covenant over, and the Covenant could be coming around trying to help. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the way they're Anything doing it, possible. Like it, it, they could totally flip it. Yeah, I mean, they, I said maybe, maybe like to, for budgetary concerns, just to piss off fans. Like one of the Covenant species, it's just like a, it's just a bunch of humans painted blue with like little prosthetics. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. No, but it's interesting because like I haven't really been given a reason to hate the Covenant yet. Uh, just going off the show and like, I can actually seeing more of the UNSC. I kind of don't blame her for being with them. We don't know how she got with them. She mentions that like mercy saved her and stuff. But like right now I'm like, you know, it's almost like the, the, when you watch Hawkeye and you see the mugs that say Thanos was right. I'm like, man, what's the covenant done well, so far to, you got one reason to yeah, hate they them. They, done- they've killed 150 people at Madrigal for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. That's but, true. But they haven't shown the uh, the smack talk that usually constantly comes out of the prophet's mouth right. about the humans. So yeah. you're right. There's a there's a little bit of a missing element there with the constant yeah. berating of humans. But they he do call it with this filthy foot. They do call. They do start referring to yeah, chief. Yeah, exactly. They do start referring to chief though as demon, which I loved. I've always loved when they yes. call demon, and yeah. we got that, and that was cool. But yeah, overall for me, I was yeah. I was really happy with the episode. I was really satisfied. I can see like. I could see where that scene felt like it, it kind of slowed down a bit. A lot of the stuff on the rubble was probably my least favorite part of the episode, but that does, that's not to say I didn't like it. It was new. It was different. It was cool. Um, and I would love to go there at some point in a Halo game and just see their own version of it. You know what else reminds me? You know that you know we were yeah. talking about that like freight car scene where it falls off the rail and attaches to another. Yeah, kind of reminds me of a Hobbit unexpected journey. That's what when, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I when um, Hobbit, yeah, because he you said Desolation Small with the barrel scene, but an unexpected journey in the there's the Goblin King, yeah, and he's like Goblin tell the pale, yeah. tell oh, the yeah. pale orc that I have uh, his his uh, prize, and then that little <laughs> Goblin guy, <laughs> he like goes down that little like zip line thing with the on that little Donkey Kong rail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they channeled the Hobbit for this, is what we're saying around here. There's a little yeah. inspiration there. <laughs> yeah. There was some Hobbit and Star Wars stuff in that, yeah. I know. Tony, you got any final? You got any final thoughts about the episode or the show? 
Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that um, the way it's going is awesome. I'm excited for the future of it. And it when it calms down the way it did, it really feels like you're sitting, that Halo's in the living room with you, right? You feel like you're right there with, you're sitting with them while they're having this casual conversation. But it's like behind the scenes Master Chief moments, right? Where he does take his helmet off and have human moments where he, you know, is drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's why I love the show the most right now is because it feels like, well, you're right. It, it's, it's rejuvenating my Halo fatigue too. I think yeah. what you said earlier was just so on the nose, man. I, I really feel that. It's made me really yeah. excited. And then I knew I was yeah. going to enjoy this, you know, from the outside looking in. But now that we're two episodes into this, we got, what, eight more to go or seven more to go or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see what this does for Halo in the future. It's going to have an impact in some way or another. Yeah. So, yeah. I know it's not a one-to-one crossover, but it's kind of nice that... We have the show to focus on while three four three is working on more content. They need yeah. more time. Like, I know a lot of people are just you know game and show does not cross over. But like for us, the three of us here, I think it's nice to get our Halo fix from the show. It's brand new territory because I mean, I mean, yeah, before you had Fort Unto Dawn and you had Nightfall that were like broken up kind of episodically, but like you knew that they were like one core like movie essentially. When you watch them as a whole, you can tell it's a movie. But this is like a a, a weekly show. And this is on like a popular streaming app. That's just that's it's so surreal. I'm like I'm I'm glad I live to see yeah. that with Halo because this is the closest we got to the movie that was like gonna that was announced way back like almost 20 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's just insane. It's insane. What's your final thoughts, Brian? Um, I'm really enjoying the show. It's something I look forward to each week. Now I'm like I'm ready for Thursday so I can watch a new episode. Um, like I'm not saying it's the quality of Mandalorian or anything like that, but it's like the Mandalorian. It's like, okay, I got a new episode of this cool sci-fi show to look forward to each week. I'm excited about, I like to talk about it with my peers and, and, and just get to, uh, air out our thoughts on it. And I mean, I'm, I'm honestly like, if you go back to like the second episode ever of sacred icon, me and Josh were talking positively about this show and what we expected of it. But even saying that, I'm pleasantly surprised with how much more I'm enjoying it than I even thought I would. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of my final thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah, that's good. It's good to it's good to you see. Got more, Absolutely. You got more you want to say, Tony, or Oh, I was just agreeing, yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I I think um I think uh it's I was pleasantly surprised. You you guys saw my comments before it was ever a, a reality when they were just talking about it t- being a yeah. T V show. I didn't have high expectations because I was just like, eh, it's going to suck. And I, I kind of had that, and now I'm surprised because I'm totally like, oh, my God, it's a sci-fi TV show like all my other favorite yeah. sci-fi TV shows. And that's 117 up there representing it, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah and I, I think, like, I, I feel like sometimes people get kind of selfishly, like, they, they take ownership of something they love in a selfish way because I'm like, how many kids... I'm not saying I would let my kid, I wouldn't let my five-year-old kid watch this show personally. That's just my opinion. But, but you know, whether you do or maybe you let your 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever, there's going to be kids that, like, they love this show. They get excited for it. They chiefs their hero from the show. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go play the games. And they're going to want to see more of the show's content in the games. And that some people like to go, well, Oh, that's not how it should be because the games came first. No, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. The way you know, everybody has different experiences with the show, with the characters and the and the universe and things they want from it. Like, you know, I came in, my first Halo experience was Halo 2. Yeah. 
So, you know, Halo 2's got a lot of, like, what I hold as, like, the top of the series. For some people, Halo 2 is the the real disappointing one that came in the middle. And 1 and 3 were good, and 2 was kind of lackluster. Like, everybody comes at different points, and it's going to be exciting to see people come into the games and be like, oh, which game do I meet Quan in? Or, like, is Soren one of these Spartans? And be like... No, oh, man, I'm sorry. They're actually not yet, but maybe, yeah. maybe in the future. You know what it reminds me of? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of when I first saw Avengers in 2012, and I, I hadn't really followed the MCU phase one up to that point. Like I'd seen, I think, the two Iron Mans, and that was, I think, Captain America. That was it, really. But then I retroactively went back and looked at all that stuff, and I saw that movie like at least four times in the theater. I loved it. Well, I was in a state of like wanting to consume more from that world so i went i went to the library i checked out comic books and i was trying to watch other like marvel like uh, cartoons and, and shows and, and all this stuff and i couldn't enjoy myself and i kept trying to force myself to and i i went back and i was like why am i having a hard time with this and i i came to the conclusion that like what i wanted was more of that marvel more of that captain america of that yeah. Iron man of black widow and so when I think of this show, there have been times after watching these two episodes that I'm like, I want to play that Halo. Like, I, I'm in a Halo mood right now, but, like, not a knock on all the 20 years of Halo we've had, but I'm like, I want I want to play a game in that Halo universe. I want to see more from that character. I, I want to read a book from that magical. universe. Yeah, exactly. I want a book. I want a comic book from that universe. I want to, you know, and I so think on that's so fair, dude. And I think I think people are too hard on that all the time because people are like, oh, it's got to be the source material. People would be like, oh, well, you like that? Well, you wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for. Then for you're this gonna love first. me. <laughs> but, yeah, from Batman. But like, uh, for instance, I I discovered earlier this year my favorite version of The Witcher is the Netflix series. I like it more. I never read the books, but I like it more than the games. Like, that's my yeah, favorite sure. thing. Like and actually, that. technically, the, the show's based on the books more than the games anyway, so I guess that's a good thing. But, like, um, and then, like, um, uh, Game of Thrones is my second favorite property ever. Lord of the Rings, then Game of Thrones. And my love for Game of Thrones, I fell in love with the show and those actors portraying those characters and, like, if you've asked me if I read the books, I got halfway through the first one, so it's like... <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I don't know if you saw the Discord this morning, Tony, but like speaking of Brian with Game of Thrones, I, I laughed so hard, Brian, because you were like... I can't remember who you were talking to, I'm forgetting, but you were talking about Eternals, and you were kind of dunking on it a bit, and then you were like, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't connect with anything, I didn't like any of the characters except Kit Harrington, except Kit Harrington. <laughs> just, I got and it was bias. And I mean, hey, I love him too. I love him too, through and through. I but I just that. laughed because I was like, of course, like the Game of Thrones yeah, guy. That's Although, the only to reason. be fair, in your defense, you were like, Richard Madden, eh. You know, and he played Rob True. Stark, so, yeah. True. That is but true. Yeah, thank laugh. you for that. In my defense. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just remembered, I think his character in Eternals is a Daniel Whitman. I just now remember. Uh, I can't remember. Something but, Whitman, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah. But, but anyway. I think he's going to show up. I think uh, I think he'll show up in the Blade film. But anyway. But but yeah, so I mean, guys, we're not going to go through, because when we have guests, we don't go through patrons and all that. But, you know, for for me and Josh, you know, go to the Patreon, go to, leave us an email. You guys know that stuff. Find us on Twitter. Um, we we want to close this episode with a song from Tony's band because me and Josh love this song. And I can say, really like, so, it's very sometimes, I, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I tell people, because I want to support people. Sometimes I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I loved your song or I loved your video or I loved whatever. But, like, when Tony first showed me a song, literally for two days at work, I just listened to it on repeat. I've probably listened to it a hundred times. Like, I've listened to it to where I've, like, I've worn it out because I just, I was like, this is so good. Replay, reshuffle, you know, I have it on repeat. Uh, So we're going to close this out with the song from Tony. But, Tony, do you want to have any final closing words or do you want to plug your band? 
Uh, I have Crisis Culture, and we're on Instagram. We're everywhere. Crisis Culture. You know, you can get our music on Crisis Culture. Uh, yeah, it's me and my buddies from high school. Um, we, we uh, one of them is actually my brother-in-law, um, yeah. and we're uh, just having fun to making the music that we used to love listening to. You know, from back in the early two thousands. But uh, I wanted to say, I love you guys. Oh, you we guys love you too. so awesome. much, Tony. We love you so much, man. Yeah. He, you guys have also reversed a lot of Halo fatigue by just being able to casually talk Thanks, about man. Halo in a, in a fun setting. and You feel like brothers. You feel familiar. Oh, man. Yeah, I really Dude, I have it. My wife and I, now my whole family knows who you oh, are. And I got other people great. listening and showing clips to my friends. And, yeah, it's fun. You guys make it fun. Oh, I have... We have every, I mean, we have every intent to to meet up with you in person someday. Yeah. I don't know what what scenario it'll be, but oh yeah, we're having dude. That it's funny. What one Brian and I talked one time. Uh, God, it was like last year, and we were just talking about how we wanted to do, if we could someday, pandemic's over, we would love to do a sacred icon like lamb party somehow, some way. And we were just like, as soon as we were talking about it, one of the first people we were thinking, of, we were like, Tony's got to be there. Tony has to be there. You know, like, I mean, we want everyone. Like, but yeah. We can't invite every listener we have, but I'm like, okay, so me and Josh are like, who are the people for sure we're inviting? Uh, Tony, Tony. Yeah, Tony's got to be there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we love you too, man. And I am there. Your support's meant so much to us, dude, over time. And when you send in those voice clips, I mean, it gives us so much energy. And uh, you, your participation in the Discord and support on Twitter, dude, it just, it seriously is. That one time you were waiting in traffic. I feel it traffic. every corner. I feel it. You sent us a video of you waiting in traffic and you had like the video, you were like looking down, you showed you were listening to the Sacred Icon podcast. Yeah. You, you put it back on your face and you're like, I just love you guys. I love this stuff. Yeah, and, and getting to interact like, with you on Instagram <laughs> and, and just like some of the stuff you've sent me on there about us, that's meant so much, dude. Seriously, all the love, all the love. Yeah. This has been a fantastic ride. Hell yeah. Yep. No, it's it's fun. So yeah, 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 I couldn't feel better about supporting. You know how you like you like to support local business. You like to support local. I'm one of those kind of guys. I like to support local, whatever. Especially if they're doing a good job, which you guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you. So that money couldn't fly out of my wallet in an easier way. That means a lot. That really does. (laughs) Now, Tony, you're you're a friend, and you're a friend, and we we love the support. But you're a friend, you know, regardless of that, and, and right. We're, it's really hard to, to line up these things, absolutely. but we totally are going to have you back on the oh, show. Absolutely. I don't know if it'll be two months from now or eight months from now, but we'll have you back on. We want to talk to you. Oh, yeah, awesome. it's definitely going to have you back on. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, and my podcast skills will be better, too, because I'll be practicing with my uh, my other friend, Ricardo. We're going to do a podcast. Uh, we're going to call it a Couple of Drinks, where it's really satirical and just casual. Dude, it's awesome, man. Link us nice. when you... Classic guys, link us when that comes out and put it we'll put it in the Discord and yes. stuff. And we'll plug it on the show, man. I would love to listen to that. I want to hear that. I absolutely want to hear that. So no, I, I yeah, definitely. Awesome. Sounds awesome, guys. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. Let us know what you thought of episode two of the Halo TV series Unbound. I got it right that time, Josh. Unbound. Right at the end, we come Ready full circle. Brian gets um, it right. Yeah, we're, we're we're so thankful for our friend Tony here for being on. Let us Hell guys, yeah. let's, let let Tony know because we've had guests before. We know they love it when you come in the Discord or you go on the Twitter or whatever, and you say, "Hey, I really like that one uh, that Tony guy," or "I like that Corey guy." Yeah. You say that like, "Oh, he made some really good points about this." Me and Josh, you know, we've been doing the podcast for almost three years, so we know what it's like to get how good it feels to get those. Feels amazing. Him, so please had them before. So these guests a lot of times have never got that. So come in, tell us what you thought about. Tony being on the show, what things he said you liked. We would love that. Come join the Discord. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, keep it sacred. Peace.
I reach down deep inside, lifting another. 